0: Land light, radio, land light, radio, I energy, no filter. Oh yeah! Okay, folks, uh, back. Very excited to be j- joined here by another Jeff, a fellow Jeff, Jeff yeah. Jeff Clements. Right?
1: That's right. All um, right, Jeff. Pretty good. So pretty good.
0: Good. you're an interesting guy. You're visiting here. Uh, from Boston, right?
1: That's correct. That's right, yeah.
0: And I got called by somebody who, I guess, is so- associated with you and knows you, and you're here working on this 28th Amendment um, proposition, correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. We're working on a constitutional amendment, uh, to getting money out of politics. And we have some great folks in Alaska who uh, sort of put together this trip. We were down in Juneau, just got here to Anchorage, on our way to Fairbanks, and uh, the people have been wonderful and uh, looking forward to the conversation.
0: You, you've been to Alaska before? Or? First time. What do you think yeah. about Juno? It's a very interesting uh, ecosystem. The capital there.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were only there a few days, but it was, we had a good time. You know, it was a uh, we we talked with some folks in the capital, but we we did an event with the World Affairs Council down there, and we did a lunch and learn at the legislature, and uh, of course we tried the Amalga Distillery. Right. Yeah. was a no, lot of fun. Guy
0: know yeah. no Brandon owns that place. Yeah. They Got some really good uh good spirits over yeah, there. Yeah. They sure do. So um, before we go into the whole 28th Amendment uh, thing with the campaign finance reform. Tell me a little bit about your background and, and where you're from and how you got involved in, in this uh, this issue.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm a lawyer by by trade. I, I had been practicing law for a long time. Where'd uh, you go to law school? No, I went to Cornell, upstate New oh, York. Oh,
0: whoa, we're dealing with a, kind of a pretty smart guy here, huh? Well,
1: I don't know, yeah. Uh, well, Cornell, that's, one of, that's a good law school. It's taken me a long time, but I finally learned a thing or two after 30 years of practicing law. <laughs> <laughs> so. what was that?
0: I just did a podcast with a another lawyer, kind of a uh ten ten long story but she basically made this joke about you know some joke about lawyers never represent themselves so it's a it's a bad yeah a i bad think deal. i think
1: i think what they say jeff is a, a a lawyer who represents himself as a fool for a lawyer
0: yeah uh, that's it, that's it yeah um anyway so so go ahead, yeah, so, to yeah so so
1: you know when i left cornell i i first uh started practicing law in maine um with my wife nancy uh who's from maine and we met in maine uh, at, at college and so uh, went back there and was practicing law, wanting to get into public service. So I ended up down in Boston at the Attorney General's office, uh, working on interesting cases, prosecuting, you know, economic frauds and uh, big cases. Like, like the, mob like mob stuff? No, no, it was more like, um, you know, it's a different mix of, of economic frauds and scams and pyramid schemes. And then and then some big, big things like we were doing at the time, I don't know if you recall, the the tobacco case in the 90s, a lot of the Attorneys oh, sure. General were prosecuting and it actually turned out it was a conspiracy. It's not an allegation. It was proven. Well, there was a movie. Uh, uh, what is it? Yeah, uh, with uh, Russell Crowe, I think. And uh,
0: is it, Was it Thank You for Smoke? Well, that was a parody movie. Well, that was or, the joke one. The joke you. one. But there was, yeah. Th- so there was... Yeah,
1: Inside Job, maybe something like that. Yeah, there was like all that. those hearings where they basically exactly. were,
0: they were saying, hey, everything's great. Yeah, nicotine's not addictive.
1: Fine. Yeah, and so, so that was an interesting experience. But then I went back into private practice. You know, I represented... I was at a, a partner in a big Boston law firm. Um, represented big corporations, um, doing litigation, appeals, and then I went back to the attorney general's office as chief of the public protection bureau in the mid two thousands. And that bureau does a lot of law enforcement for the environment, uh, economic crimes, again, and um, you know, insurance, financial services, healthcare, things like that. So you know, when I when I returned to private practice in two thousand and nine, I I was going to write this article because it seemed like in in the almost three decades that I had been out of law school. I had seen the Constitution change, even though we didn't do an amendment. But but in that time, both in private practice and in the Attorney General's office, I, I noticed that the courts had changed how they were applying the Constitution. So suddenly corporations had all these rights that, you know, again, no amendment did that. The, the court well, just, the, just started applying it. So, And then Citizens United came. Famous
0: and, Mitt Romney... Uh, Corporations are people.
1: That's right. Somehow they'd become people. That's your uh, your governor. (laughs) They didn't didn't teach us that in law school. Yeah, he he was was the governor of Massachusetts. So now he's from Utah and in the Senate. That's right. uh, He gets around. Across the country. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, I was going to do this article and try to understand, really, for myself, like what happened to the First Amendment, that now money is free speech in politics, and what happened to the The um, idea that the Constitution opens we the people because I had just seen massive power of concentrated capital and um, having a real effect on communities effect on people Um, and and so then the court the Supreme Court announced they're going to decide this big campaign finance case it ended up being the the fame what became the famous case of Citizens United and and this was
0: really about it was a movie wasn't it
1: Yeah, originally, you know, there's another saying that the lawyers use, Jeff, uh, called hard facts make bad law. (laughs) And this case had sort of hard facts from one perspective, meaning that it it was uh, a a nonprofit group called Citizens United out of Virginia. And they wanted to make a movie attacking Hillary Clinton. Um, The Supreme Court called it a feature length attack ad, which is kind of what it was. And that sounds and I say that's hard facts simply because that sounds like a good First Amendment case. It sounds like free speech. Of course, you should be able to attack a powerful politician. But the, the, the case had a few tricks to it. And one of the big ones was it essentially was set up to try to get the Supreme Court to do what it did, which is to strike down our election laws um, that were intended to keep money from overwhelming the voice of the people. And that's what the court did. So the result wasn't necessarily terrible, i.e. a non-profit can make a movie attacking a powerful politician. That's that doesn't sound bad at all. But what the court did was make it so that any corporation, any source of money, can spend unlimited money in our elections, and that's why now Alaska has had several campaign finance laws struck down under this new theory. All the other states have too, and we're just losing control of our of our election system too. You know, I want to
0: I want to discuss that because I was involved in a in a PAC, um, an independent expenditure group, last um, election cycle on a local level. And I want to talk a bit about that and kind of some of the insight I got into really how this works and and how it um, the public doesn't really have any real way of understanding where the money's coming from. And they kind of technically do. There's disclaimers, but, you know, it's it's like sometimes there's other groups that give the money and there's like front groups or there's shell groups. And I, I think we talked earlier, you, you read uh, Dark Money? That's right, by Jane, by Jane, Mayer. Jane and this,
1: Yeah, great book.
0: This really goes into the whole... Crux of of the growth of the problem and these quote unquote foundations right. that have been you know billions and billions of, and it's like you know you have these billion dollar do- foundations that are all registered to some PO box. That's right, and no one really knows where the money's coming from. Exactly. Um, so, anyways, before we go into that, so so you wrote this uh, opinion, op- opinion piece or article.
1: Well, yeah. So I, what I did back then is I filed a brief in the Citizens United case, and that kind of took me down this road um, of when the when the court decided the way it did it didn't seem right to me i felt like i kind of understood what had happened which is the the first amendment had essentially been rewritten as something to create free speech for human beings and the people to have good debate, good argument, good competitive elections and turned it into kind of the most efficient way to organize political power based on wealth that you could possibly have and and that to me is ar- aristocracy. I mean that's what the revolution overthrew. Yeah, it's, it's and, an oligarch oligarchy. Yeah, oligarchy, too. oligarchy too. You know, that's yeah. really what it, I think is becoming in yeah, this country. Exactly. So Um, I, you know, I couldn't, I, 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 for a few few years after that, I continued my law practice, but I started getting more and more involved in this work. And, and now we launched American promise to win a constitutional amendment to fix the problem, to have free speech for everybody, not just those with, with money to have. Uh, balance, checks and balances in our political system to make sure Alaskans and other people in the states where they live can make their own rules about money in their elections, things like that.
0: So how big is your organization right now?
1: Well, we just started in January 2016. We went from nothing to 200,000 or so now in all 50 states. Members? Uh, Well, Supporters, they've signed up, and we have thousands—probably five, six thousand—regular dues-paying members that we're we're continuing to grow that out. And And you're uh, you're you're, um you you run it. I'm the president and co-founder. The other founder—it's an interesting story, Jeff. The other um, founder is my good friend John Wass, and I I want to just mention him because he's chair of our board. But he comes out of the business world. You know, he helped build Staples. It had two stores. When he when he started Staples, yeah, it grew it grew huge. It was all over the place. He helped do that. He did two or three other companies after that. Um, he's a serial entrepreneur, and I, I say all this because he is really worried about our political system and our free enterprise system, and wants to see this amendment win. So th- I I want to say that because sometimes this gets you know uh, sort of slurred as somehow it's anti-business to be against corporate spending in elections, and it's really not. There's a lot of good business people who want nothing to do with having to sort of pay to play in a political system like that. So, so how,
0: I mean, has it been, has it been, been written? Well, yeah, the there's language? different.
1: There's different proposals. You know, it's a big idea, right? And Cause this and, isn't
0: just this isn't just you guys. I mean, this is being talked about by yeah. a lot of different. I've heard about this for years now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a good sign when I mean, you have a lot of groups, a lot of a lot of different conversation, a lot of debate about what the amendment should say. But we just had it introduced in Congress in a cross partisan way.
0: Uh, hey, so you used that term earlier, cross partisan. Yeah. I haven't really heard that term used to kind of explain that.
1: Yeah. So you know, some sometimes you hear non partisan, and we are non partisan. We don't get involved. In, in endorsing election candidates or anything. Um, sometimes you hear sort of bipartisan, but the idea of American promise is it's cross-partisan, meaning you can be a libertarian, you can be a green, you can be a Democrat, you can be a Republican, you can be a conservative, whatever you are, if you agree that we have equal rights as citizens and we ought to govern ourselves and do something about the money in elections and so that the people are represented, then American promise is for you. And we want to emphasize it's okay to be partisan and your views it's we have we're americans we're going to disagree right we're going to argue with each other but american promise is a place where we can come together to win this amendment together just like you know if there was a fire or a barn raising or all kinds of things Mm -hmm. we do together nobody's asking what your politics are or deciding well i always tell people
0: you know being in politics and following this pretty closely for a while um, overwhelmingly with maybe a few exceptions i think all of us in politics or even Americans, we all want to probably get to the same place. Yeah. We want to be in a good country with, you know, opportunity for people and to work and, you know, fairness and all that, but maybe people have a different way of getting to that point. Yeah. But, but, but generally we all want to get to, you know, the same kind of, same kind of place. I
1: think that's exactly right. And the other, the other thing on this amendment, and and you asked what it, has it been written? I'll say something about that. But I want to I say that the, it, it, we see over and over again, it's around 80% support for this. So this is something we really not only want to get to the same place, we actually agree on this one. And so this is all we do. So what the amendment would do, it would be the 28th Amendment. Americans have done this 27 times before. Um, the 28th Amendment would basically have Section 1, say, the states, i.e. Alaska and other states, and the, the Congress, we the people, can enact reasonable limits on the spending of money in elections for two key reasons that we can't do right now because of the Supreme Court. Number one, for to protect the equal rights of all citizens to be represented and speak freely and participate in elections. And number two, to protect the integrity, uh, to combat corruption, essentially, in, in government. And so Section 2 says, in doing so, we can distinguish between human beings and corporations. So there's different forms of that and what the words will actually say, but... That's the basic idea, and it was introduced, as I said by a, a congressman from Florida who's a Democrat, Ted Deutsch, right beside a congressman from upstate New York uh named John Katko, who's a republican mm-hmm. and you don't get that much in Washington yeah. these days, so once in uh, a while,
0: we got uh, Don our guy Don Young congressman Don young he's been he's the longest serving member right now, and yeah, we're elected, hopeful
1: we can get him on board
0: elected in seventy three he just did a thing with a, a Democrat on um, basically turning marijuana um marijuana issues over to the states yeah i saw so, that interesting
1: was, yeah so we saw that and thought well he's you know he's he's working across I, I, the aisle we hope we hope uh, we can get him interested I, I, in this one too i did a
0: podcast with him last uh, november uh, oh and that's it was great he talked about um he was around he got elected during watergate yeah he's a legend he he's was talking all kinds time. of stories yeah um so with the with the amendment um would it, would it ban corporate money or would it just have put limits on the money?
1: Well, here's the thing that the, you know, constitutional amendments and the, the constitution itself is simple words with big con- big concepts, you know, free speech or due process or equal protection, S- simple words, huge meaning, but they, it leaves a lot for we the people to deal with after. Mm-hmm. So this idea is it, the, the amendment itself doesn't actually do all the different the, laws. It empowers you in Alaska so to the, decide states, the states you have to more
0: and, and, you know, um, ability to decide these matters. Yeah,
1: exactly yeah. right. So the, Alaska actually did have limits on corporate spending in elections, like a lot of states. That's now gone yep, because after, of the Supreme Court. We
0: still have it for the you know individuals can only give. It's funny because individuals in Alaska can only give $500 per, per calendar year. Right, and, and, well, and then uh, they
1: can do the independent expenditure. But then they can do so the independent what the court. Open the door too. So, so, if you want to
0: give money to a candidate, you can give five hundred. If you're a, if you're like a pack group, you can give a thousand. But yeah, if you want to, and this is something that I dealt with because just going back real quick to the small words, I told you in two thousand eight, I really got involved because of Ron Paul, and one of the things he always said was, if you hold up the Constitution, it's something you can read, it's something that you can understand. Exactly. If you hold up, you know, the IRS tax code, or I mean, <laughs> it's like thousands and thousands of very complex, you know, simple ideas, you know are easy to understand or, or good. Yeah, These very complex things that take teams of lawyers, all of a sudden you start to wonder what's going on, you know, yeah. because the average person can't even begin to comprehend it.
1: Exactly. And, you know, the Constitution is the biggest, most important law in the land. It's the one that really is the foundation of everything else. And the founders always believed, and, and we still believe today, it's something for every American. It's not for just lawyers. And And if you think about it, it wasn't actually all written in... Philadelphia in 1780, 80, 87. And, um, you know, the, half the constitution at least are amendments the bill of rights and women voting and mm-hmm. election of senators all kinds of things slavery and ending slavery exactly uh, the Supreme- prohibition
0: not not a good the one prohibition well, and then not repealing bi- prohibition a, I, like, I like 21 <laughs> i don't like 18
1: <laughs> yeah we have a we have a very good uh, bar up on uh, beacon hill back in boston and it's called the 21st amendment so uh, i, I
0: got if i go to boston again, i'm going yeah, there yeah I'll, I'll take you there
1: it's a great place it's funny because
0: 18 it's just kind of funny how you know you have 21 to drink and you know it's like 18 and 21 those two yeah, amendments. Yeah, it's interesting. I never thought of kind that. Of like a little little play yeah. of numbers. No, that's true. But um, the, you
1: know, the point is that the, the constitutions for the people and and we we've we the people have actually overruled the Supreme Court 8 times. So if we do this one and I well, know we I, will, it'll be the ninth I, time. I think
0: and, the 21st amendment, you know, the repeal of the prohibition shows when people got tired of something so bad, so angry. And so adamantly opposed to the prohibition. I mean, they they spoke very loudly, and it it took, I think, how many years of prohibition? Like 10 years? or it's
1: about 10 years, yeah, and some things took longer, you know, getting women the right to vote or ending slavery. Slavery was, was yeah. 18, 19, 20-year-olds, people started working on that in World War II, when 18-year-olds were being drafted, and we didn't get it until 1971, but this can take a long time. But we're on a a 10-year plan, and we're three years in, so we think we're almost there. Okay, so I'm
0: going to need a little bit of a civics uh, refresher here. I'm I'm going to see if I'm right. Tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, so it's got to pass—a constitutional amendment has to pass the Congress and then be, I believe, ratified by—is it two-thirds?
1: Um, it has to pass Congress by two-thirds, by two-thirds of Congress and then get ratified by three-quarters of, of the, the states.
0: states. Oh, yeah. wow. So this is a big— It's a big big, —big bar. And that yeah. was intentionally put that way, right? Exactly.
1: That's right. This is something you don't want to do every day. You need You don't want to do it if you don't have consensus of Americans. I mean, that's why it's a big bar. You don't want to— be fighting about what the constitutional provisions are when it's 50-50, you know? When was the the 27th Amendment? uh, You know, the 27th Amendment, which says Congress can't raise their own salary without coming back to face the voters, um, was actually ratified as recently as 1992. So, you know, we've done this fairly recently. The interesting thing about that one, though, is it was first proposed by Madison, and it took James Madison, and it took oh. about 200 well, years there's the other one now bouncing they, around for the a while. The other one,
0: now they're talking about the ER the Equal Rights Amendment. Yeah. And that, uh, that was a, senator, senator Murkowski did an opinion piece in the Washington Post a month or two ago with another uh, senator Yeah, about that. And th- this is another old uh, concept from... from Maybe the 70s yeah, or 60s? E- exactly
1: I mean. right, Jeff. It was first proposed in the 70s, and it came it past two-thirds of Congress. It almost got ratified, uh, fell a few states short, and they had a time limit in the amendment proposal. Right, and right. And so it ran out of time. But now people are saying, well, we we can actually get it ratified without going back to Congress. Now, I don't know the legal ins and outs of whether that's true, but it um, looks like There's a push to get it ratified again.
0: So when it passes, if it passes two-thirds of the Congress, that's both bodies, right? That's right, House and Senate. So it goes to, is it it the legislatures or is it the the
1: vote of the people of each state? It's usually the legislatures. So Congress, uh, the way, it's Article 5 of the Constitution and it says two-thirds of Congress and then ratified by three-quarters of the states either by a, uh, uh, legislation in the states or by a convention in the states, depending on what Congress puts in the amendment. And all 27 of the amendments, I believe, were ratified by the legislature. So we suspect that that's the way to go this time to get it ratified in the legislatures
0: so it's three quarters 12, not all states actually
1: have citizen ballot initiatives you know i know Alaska right, right, yeah, does. we do we do in massachusetts as well but something like tw- only 24 or so states do what's
0: three quarters at 37 30 we're counting 38, 38 just
1: to be sure i think it's like 37 and a half or something okay right? so we'll go 38 We we'll so.
0: thirty-eight. yeah that's our wow. plan um yeah so i mean it, it's fascinating you're here and it's t- topical because like i said last uh, election cycle there was a Legislator that I didn't, you know, want to go into it for a variety of reasons. Really didn't care for, and um, I, hoping, was kind of did a piece encouraging someone to run. And a guy that I knew not very well. I knew who he was he, um, Iraq war veteran, Purple Heart winner. You know, worked for Congressman Young, Senator Sullivan. He filed last minute, and I made it very clear that I wasn't, you know, a fan of of, of the sitting the incumbent. And through this kind of my public, um, I guess awareness, people were aware publicly that I was not supporting her. Uh, a guy approached me who had a lot of money, who didn't care for her either and he supported the guy. And essentially we started a pack with his money and thirty wrote a check for thirty grand. And we raised some other money. It was about eight more grand from other people. But I ran the pack. You know, I I'd, I'd run for office twice, so I kind of had some experience with campaigning and you know, I have a team of, you know, graphic people and video. We did a whole campaign with mailers and, and I knocked on doors and I had my own you know, door knockers or literature, and what I noticed, what I very quickly learned, and I used to be the guy who said, "Look, spend whatever you want, as long as it's transparent." But the thing is, there's no way to make it transparent because a voter sees a mailer, or they see a, a video ad on Facebook, or they see a radio here they hear a radio ad, and they, we have the disclaimer, I f- we follow the rules, but they really just don't. Most of them thought I was with with his campaign, and I made it very clear that I wasn't. And, that, and that's a, a $30,000 on a legislative race. But now we have our last gov- governor's race here. We had Republican Governors Association, um, the governor's brother, some very wealthy uh, Alaskans that put millions and millions of dollars. And it's just I, I, I very quickly realized the average person really has no idea. And then sometimes they see the money and it's from another group, and then you have to dig into that group to figure out where the money... And it's very difficult, even for somebody who actually pays attention to this stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, it's I mean, so is that, true. Is that what you're kind of... Yeah, that? exactly. That's why they call it dark money. That's what they mean by it, is that, you know, I mean, you did it with 30000 in the legislative race. I heard there's a... Somebody was telling me there's a $40,000 pack in a school. No, right, right, so right board, now... A uh, school board money race here in Anchorage. From,
0: uh, Go, I think it's GOPAC from Virginia. They uh. put $40,000 into a same kind of independent expenditure, and they're spending money on... It's a school board, I think they're supporting two candidates
1: in a school, and it's from Virginia it's from Virginia, and you know Alaska had a law I say had because it got struck down recently by this theory of the Supreme Court. You wanted outside money outside the state to be limited uh, so you you in Alaska could have your own you know some sense of your own say in your own elections and and that went up because somebody challenged it, um Judge Burgess and your district court yeah, here yeah. In, in Anchorage. Upheld the law, said that it prevents corruption. It lets Alaskans have control over your own political system. But it went up to the Ninth Circuit, the next court up, and got struck down. And that is happening all over the country. And now you're seeing money pouring into school boards and city councils. And you know there was a preview of it in your 2014 election. That was a 40 million dollar Senate yeah, race. Yeah,
0: that was. Previously, I think we had. I think they were five million or yeah. something. It was very, you know, one of the kind of least. Costly uh, state, you know, California or New York, te- Florida. They spend how many millions on these yeah. big Senate well, in elections? Nevada it
1: went over 130 million dollars in a Senate race, and and that's a, that's not even a very populated so, state.
0: How come? I've always wondered why does Citizens United only address kind of corporate money? Like, why can't individuals? Why didn't it affect the individuals' ability to donate money to candidates?
1: Well, you know, in here's here's the theory of the Supreme Court, and you kind of put your finger on it, Jeff, when you said. Um, that the, the, it looks just like the campaign. you've you've run for office. I've actually run for office hey, for really? a, loc- you a local race. I was uh, elected uh, to our, our, our water district oh, you, you, uh, in you Portland, won. Maine. I did win, See, yeah. I, I'm over. I retired so. undefeated uh, after a few years of, of my get, service. Get um, out on top. Get out on top, <laughs> right, Portland water district. So, um, But, you know, nobody on the Supreme Court has ever run for office. They don't know how it works. And they, in their wisdom, said, well, independent expenditures, corporate money, union money, all the, outside the campaign, that won't corrupt. That is different. We're not allowed to limit that independent expenditures. We're still allowed to have some limits on direct campaign contributions. So that's a you know, a kind of lawyer idea. It sounds but, but right. Like what's, what's but in the, the real world yeah, it cause, looks cause, just like the campaigns. It acts just like the campaigns.
0: Well, because what's the fucking difference? If I can't give you five I give you five hundred dollars, but I give the guy running the independent the pack. he knows knows what I'm doing. Absolutely. And I've talked
1: talked to elected officials in Washington and they will tell you, they actually come in and tell them what, you know, they they will say either for good or evil, it's either a, a, you know, an inducement or it's a threat. They'll say, oh yeah, sure, we'll max out with our $2,700 to your campaign and we're building a $10 million, you know, independent expenditure. They know, they know it, and it influences how they have you, think. Have you looked at other countries? They, yeah, I don't think anyone does it like this. I'm no expert on international law, but you know the reason in Canada and England and places like that, they have short election times, partly because it's a parliamentary well, system. And, and, that, and I,
0: I wish, I, you know, I wish I lived in Australia for a year. Yeah, and they have it's it, you can only you know they have a li- limits on how the campaigns go and. I mean nowadays yeah, like yeah our president wins and then pretty much right away you're talking about the next election.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know it it although Citizens United dealt with corporations and unions, the the um they've done a lot of other cases. There's been four or five cases the Supreme Court's come down and struck down all kinds of other laws. So it now is true for individuals too. So Tom Steyer or or Sheldon Adelson, or the mm-hmm. Koch brothers, and I'm mentioning people on both sides Democrat supporters and uh, Republican supporters. What's, what, what's, what's They're the, spending millions, and they put it the reason they can do it is this independent expenditure. The, the, the big
0: one the right loves is George Soros. George you know? Soros, that's, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> sort of the Koch brothers. Yeah. The left hates that's the Koch right. brothers, the right hates George Soros. So, so so, you, you make an interesting point by saying the Supreme Court may be, especially some of them are, you know. Not not to criticize the age, but are a lot of them pretty old, and they don't go on Facebook. They don't probably understand the nuances of YouTube, and so it's what I've noticed is these campaigns, and some people call them shadow campaigns. They do everything a regular campaign oftentimes much better: mail, videos, internet, Facebook ads, YouTube, radio, television. I mean, they do the exact same. In fact, this last time, our current governor, um, I actually know the guys that were working on the campaign; they're friends of mine. But they had these really cool signs. They were these huge four by eight signs, and they were have you have you seen pictures or heard about? I'll show you some pictures. They were basically these great four by eight signs, and so so the governor's campaign was. Um, see, I can't. I'm mixing it up now. It was it was um, Dun. It was uh, Alaskans for Dunleavy. That was his campaign. The IE was Dunlavy for Alaska. I mean, you can't make it up, right? So so he didn't even he didn't even have that many of his own own signs. And then when we have a separate primary for the lieutenant governor. So when they combined, they never even had their own um, Dunleavy Meyer signs. You know, the, the, the pack did all the signs. So they had these big signs with like very graphically, very nice looking. They had like whales and bears and airplanes and all different colors. And they looked great. Yeah. But they basically like ran the sign game all over the state. Yeah, you know because they had millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, so they often, they often have way more money than the campaigns. Oh and, yes, and, and, a lot more. And, and then, then
0: they, we had I think three million dollars come in from the uh, Republican Governor Association. They ran TV ads yeah. and and then they they broke a whole bunch of rules. They they didn't do their disclosures properly. They sped them up so they weren't audible um they they did a whole bunch of other things that they messed up on in our commission Alaska Public Offices Commission they had a hearing and they're basically hamstrung very tightly by the by the statute so i mean they have spent millions of dollars they broke a bunch of rules and they got like i think it was like a couple grand in fines that's the yeah. most they could get
1: yeah yeah so it's like who cares well and and the and that's why we're doing this constitutional amendment you know because the Alaska Public Offices Commission have said we can't enforce the law of Alaska anymore because of what the supreme court has done and so they are hamstrung. And, and un- it's-
0: unrelated, their budget has been slashed over. The legislature funds APOC in the state. So it's totally, I'm not even sure if the fox guarding the hen house is the right term, but it's basically the, the people who are getting subject to, to oversight uh, by regulating body funds that body. Yeah. And, and, and they're always the target. Like everybody talks, says things about them, whatever. And, you know, I, I think it should totally be separate. It should be, yeah. it should be separately funded, not... Subject to to the people who are supposed to be overseen by them, yeah. like would you do
1: that in a law situation? Would you? Well, I think that would be up to you in Alaska if you wanted to do that. I think it makes a lot of sense. Maybe fund it through some kind of uh, you know separate. Well, all the fees program. they do
0: take um, goes to the general fund. Yeah, because there's fees, and there. I mean, they could yeah. do different things, but it's, but, it's yeah. definitely. A- I mean,
1: I don't. I don't know the specifics in Alaska. We have similar. You know, we have an ethics commission and a corrupt um, uh, OPCF. We call it Office of uh, campaign and political finance in, in Massachusetts, um, I, and I don't really know exactly how it's funded, but it's the same kind of concern that that it, you're going to have a risk that they're going to pull their punches if they're t- dealing with the people who are actually mm-hmm. deciding what their budget's going to be.
0: So, so I guess the other question is who's who's opposed to this, and I assume it's the wealthy folks who want to impact and donate lots of money, right? Yeah.
1: So this amendment, uh, we talked about how it has to get passed. We need 38 states, we need two thirds of Congress. So we have to be everywhere. We need to hold everyone together, Republicans, Democrats, independents who want to get this done. Um, and we now have 19 states have actually formally passed resolutions in support of this amendment. And we hope Alaska will be number 20, although New Hampshire is very close to being number 20. Look, live free or die. Live free or die, exactly. And um, And so we, you know, as we've gotten closer, you know, we now have uh, a lot more support in Congress. We have now 20 states up and running. Um, we these, started to see some opponents. Were and, these
0: resolutions passed with three fourths or were they kind of? Uh, well, mixed? They're,
1: they're, you know, they're mixed. They're all different. Different states do it different ways. You, you in Alaska can decide how you want to do it. It can be the legislature, it can be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, four, five states have done ballot initiatives. Montana and Colorado passed 75%, 25%. Um, yeah it seems like we started to see some money spent against in california some mysterious group spent two hundred thousand dollars nobody knows where the money came from trying to keep the people from being able to vote on. talk
0: about fucking irony yeah exactly (laughs) the irony is just incredible (laughs) yeah
1: no it's true and so I suspect um, again we have business supporters we have wealthy people who I don't think don't like the system either Um, we disclose all our funding and we don't, you know, we don't have massive amounts of big, big dollar donors. It's citizen driven. Um, but I do know that you can't necessarily break down the opponents by, oh, it's only the, the wealthy people. There are a lot of, a lot of people want to see this system change. And so it, it tends to be the people who are succeeding uh, in basically taking far more power than is fair in a system based on equal citizens having the same vote. And so you know, those who now are able to dominate and write the rules by using this money are, are the ones who don't want to see the system change because they have to give up some of their power to people. And so it could be different in different states um, about who's against it. You know, Mitch McConnell is no fan of what we're doing. Hmm. Uh, the Senate Majority Leader Shock, plays sho- this game very sho- well. Shocking. Yeah, yeah, and he, does, he, he doesn't want to change how, how it's done now. He's, it he just, has succeeded It just now. seems to
0: me, like I said, if this was a vote right now, if, if the whole country had to vote, and they said, do you want the—I mean, you said 80%. I, I think it would be
1: overwhelmingly supported by people. I think that's right. You know, I, I mentioned the states. We have, we do local resolutions, too. You could do it right here in, in Anchorage. A lot of states, a lot of communities have citizen initiatives. You can actually put a, something on the ballot. Over 800 cities and towns across the country have, have done this. Janesville, Wisconsin, hometown of Paul Ryan in Wisconsin— the former speaker of the house, yeah, Eighty-four yeah, percent. He's pretty fit, yes. right? Doesn't he do it? He does his, uh, He works out a lot. Yeah. A 90, He's working out a lot more now. What I are think. those? What's
0: that thing called? The, uh, no, that, forget the name of it. That ninety, P ninety X. Oh, does it? That's yeah, the thing that's he was a, always talking about doing. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I don't know that one. Maybe, yeah, maybe like I the,
0: should. That's the quick, like the quick thirty-minute crazy. Oh, you know, he would do that, and he would take these pictures, and people were like. Oh, my God, you know, yeah. <laughs> look at him. Well,
1: well his, his, his neighbors, his his constituents, 84% yes. So I think that, that's— 84%. 84%, yeah. And you see that frequently. Yeah, we
0: should get this. I mean, I know some of our assembly members. Maybe I should—maybe I can hook you up with one of them or something. You uh, could talk to him. I think
1: it would be great, you know, because I, I do think it helps to— there's so many things that divide us in this country, Jeff. And when when people see that Americans actually can deal with a big subject, the Constitution, how we fund our elections— and actually, come out, understand it, vote, and show each other really that hey, we agree on this issue. And you see, 80 percent, 85 percent, it can actually help yeah. a community feel a lot better about our politics, um, even though we disagree on other things. So. I-, I
0: got into a conversation once about somebody with somebody about this topic, and they said, look, you know, corporate, you know, people have the right to spend money, and they can't be stifled, and. And, you know, a person can do whatever they want and a corporation, you know, they have the equal. As, as I really come on, think about it. I mean, I, it, me as a corporation spending half a million dollars on something compared to me as an individual knocking on doors or making phone calls. I mean, it's, it's not even in the same ballpark. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's and, not even close. And it's exactly the kind of thing the founders of the country were worried about. Concentrated power. Economic kind of concentration, overwhelming. What's a really hard thing, right? Equal citizens actually having a say in our government. Human societies have never succeeded in having a democracy or a republic go for three centuries. We're we're in new territory. No, I was just in talking all about of the, the human societies. Three hundred years is the top. Yeah, and so we got to take this seriously if we really want to keep this American project going. Um, I think it's, and I think we will, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been all over the country now and everywhere I go. Do you still have if, a regular job? This is my job. This, this full time. You're not this doing full time. No I'm a volunteer. I'm, I've been blessed to, you know, have a, I worked hard in my career. I've done it for 30 years and now I'm giving this everything I got along with our thousands of other volunteers. But we have a team of 15 people on staff back, back home, helping to support this effort all over the country. So I feel blessed to be able to do it. It's a good spot too, but you got the Tea Party and you got the whole history of Boston and kind of that
0: standing up for when something goes. You
1: you know, I was saying to to folks in Juno the other night. um, I I sometimes like to brag about you know we had the Tea Party and the American Revolution started in Boston and all that. But I was reading the 1959 Alaska Constitution, and, and right there, Section One is about equal citizens. We're equal. We have equal rights as people. And Section Two says all political power comes from the people, and it just shows me again that, like you know, it could be 1775, 1959, or 2019. Americans fundamentally, in our hearts, we actually know that that's true. That we. D- w- the mm-hmm. political power should come from us we're equal citizens but like in Boston and you know like you folks in 1959 did we gotta we gotta write it down lock it in for another generation
0: oh you've definitely done this before you got a very good pitch <laughs> <laughs> I've, very I've, convincing
1: it's and it, it's convincing maybe because I, I, it's true and I believe mm-hmm. it no, and, that's, and, that's, uh, and I and I have done it before but it's not wrote, you know? been, it's, um, uh, it's really true I've been approached in the past
0: by folks who want me to help out with something for you know sometimes decent money and it's something I didn't really believe, you know believe in and want to be involved in, and other times you know you'll do something for no money that you really believe in, yeah. And and you can tell when somebody cares about something and when somebody's doing it for yeah. you know, for a dollar.
1: Yeah, no, it's a lot easier. Hey, I've been a lawyer, a litigator, so I've done cases I didn't necessarily love, uh, but it's a lot easier when it's something you really believe in.
0: Well, Jeff, I always like talking to a fellow Jeff. So yeah, thanks. I appreciate
1: you being here. I think you've picked a great time. I mean.
0: Right now, there's not a cloud in the sky, and it's you know springtime in Alaska. We have something. Have you heard the term
1: breakup yet? Have you heard that term? Is that what, uh, the ice breakup? Yeah. So we have the Lake? breakup, yeah. and then yeah. you have
0: like all the roads, and you'll kind of it's starting now, but you'll really like April starts to. I mean, you have to basically put probably through two week period like two or three uh, buckets of of um, washer fluid in your car because there's so much like. Dust and, and yeah. everything melts, and well, we call know,
1: it mud season back you home. You always in find New stuff England.
0: stuff in the snow. You are like, oh, there is that toy I was <laughs> looking for for six months. Yeah, well, it's um, great to be here. It's well, beautiful. I appreciate you doing this, and this has been. A, I didn't really know what to expect, and this has been a really good discussion. And, and I think I, I really, like I said, my experience with this and seeing how this actually works in reality, not not theory um tells shows me that I think this needs to there needs to be a change and I really hope it does happen.
1: Yeah, well, fantastic, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me here and Yeah, will exchange information do. and I'd uh,
0: yeah. love to have you back here maybe if I get the I want to go to that 21st Amendment uh pub.
1: Yeah, let me know when you're in town. Have a couple uh, have we'll a couple go. drinks. Well, maybe we'll do
0: a live uh, live podcast We can absolutely. I'm 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 into that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Jeff. Well, forward thank, to thanks it. again, Jerry Alaska, and good Great. luck on your on your on your work. Uh, folks, yeah, stay tuned for the next podcast. If you have an idea for a podcast or Want to do a podcast with me? Let me know, and we'll talk to you on the next one.